Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. With your hosts, Frank and Steve. We are back. Another week of our two-hour Wrench Nation here on 88.7 The Pulse. Hello there, Frank. What is happening, Steve-O? Welcome back, you guys. You happy Valentine's Day. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you, my brother. What's uh, You get any gifts? Uh, I did actually get some gifts. What you know, kinda? some of the students sent me some some uh, grams here at, at EVIT. They, the Landings Credit Union kids were selling some Valentine's grams so i got a lot of popcorn today popcorn. And there's a grandma of one of the students here who heard me this morning talking about chocolate frozen chocolate yeah. covered bananas did she bring you she some found me a box of them oh that's awesome and like diana's bananas they sell them somewhere and she and she dropped them off because she wanted me to have bananas for valentine's day this is community <laughs> people this is what frozen i love chocolate bananas welcome back you mechanical maniacs you know we're uh, three to five if you're just joining us you're new to the show we appreciate you car care car talk culture music well we're going to take you on a journey if you have any car care questions perhaps the check engine lights on Maybe you've got a brake squeak, or you you got that estimate that gave you a stomach ache. Yeah, sometimes you need a second opinion. 480-655-8870. Text or call anytime. 480-655-8870. That's right. And uh, uh, a, a fairly non-eventful week in the garage. Things yeah. are, you know, cylinders are moving up and down pretty smoothly. However, I had some issues. Yesterday, I was surprised. My wife... Because it was a Valentine's Day kind of situation. And yep. you guys listening, I'm just like you, man. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm last minute. Well, she surprised me. And I came, went home early. And guess where I ended up at? Where? Lana Del Rey, people. I saw this on Facebook. You were at the Lana Del Rey show last night. I love. Was that at Comerica or what? Lana. I'm trying to figure out what kind of car she drives. Oh. <laughs> but during the concert, I believe she threw me a kiss. Oh, really? And I was in heaven. But what, what did your wife think? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a good time. Right. I, I love all performances, and Lana Del Rey is just amazing. A little melancholy, but boy, she's just full of spirit. She's got so, that summertime sadness song, you know? Yeah. I mean, she's just an amazing artist, yeah. and uh, that was down at uh, Talking Stick. Oh, Talking Stick. Okay. She almost filled the arena. Wow. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so it was a good show, but that's what I did last night, and now I'm in the doghouse. I got to figure out. What is it that I'd be doing for Valentine's Day? Are you Valentine's telling me Day? it's uh, it's 3.08 and you still don't have a Valentine's gift for your wife? Don't say anything, man. <laughs> My wife is listening as we speak. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, just go pick yourself something out. Whatever. I don't know. Just, I don't just know. charge it to Frank. Just be Put careful. it on his account <laughs> just, at Shane Co. I don't know. But I Shane did. Co. Doc on Scottsdale Road in Tacoma. One, well, mile, one half mile north of whatever it is. <laughs> I did get the girls at the garage. Yes. Some flowers. All right. And they liked those. That was nice of you. Roses. Yeah, what did you get, Tyler? Nice. 
Tyler, what'd you get for Valentine's Day for Frank? Nothing. I didn't well, get any flowers, oh. no chocolates, nothing. nothing. No love. Wow. No love. But you did have some Louisiana style chicken. Oh, you yes. went to Popeyes? No, I don't know oh. where they went. <laughs> <laughs> Popeyes is good stuff. I love Popeyes. It is. That's good. it. So, hey, guys, on this, uh, <laughs> this show today, a lot of you are right now dealing with a conundrum. This time, every year, you've put off some repairs. Stuff that can wait. You said, yeah. well, let me let me deal with that when I Maybe get. Maybe putting off buying new tires. Tires can be yeah. expensive, yeah. sure. Or a major repair that's due. It's yeah. coming. Like your air conditioner because it's not hot right now and your air conditioner might have broke. Maybe. Yeah. And you're dancing with Uncle Sam because it's the tax refund situation. Ooh, I think you have a ching ching. Like ching. ching. Oh, wait. Do I have yeah, a ching? Over here somewhere. Wait. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do if you... There we go. That's Cash right. register. So if you are anticipating a tax refund, now we hope your tax refund is large and high and mighty. Do you spend that money to fix your current vehicle? We are going to dive into why you would not. Ooh. I figured, well, if we said why you would, yeah. that'd be a little favoritism for all the mechanics. Right, right, right. And we try to keep it balanced out here. I got some reasons why I would. I tell you, we're going to give you logical case studies, statistics, the real. This isn't coming from fluff. I can tell you that two years ago I had this exact situation come up, so I have an example when we start sharing. So we're going to cover the tips why you would not spend money, uh, particularly uh, in this time of year, the tax refund, that Uncle Sam juiciness coming in your pocket. Why you wouldn't spend the money. And, and we got to say, this is breaking news right now. Yeah. Um, we want to really send our blessings and our heartfelt spirit out to this idiotic tragedy. In Florida. Uh, in Florida. So uh, if you haven't heard, today, there was yeah. a deadly Florida school shooting. Of course, the Joker's in custody. Uh, so our blessings go out. Yeah. Uh, to thoughts those are folks. with all those, the families, our the prayers. Families. Please just have them in your thoughts tonight. Yeah. Um, we got some news. This yes, is we do. Uh, this is pretty interesting, people. This will affect you. This will affect you. Stop what you're doing and listen to this, people. Uh, we've heard of the recalls, a lot of recalls. Maybe you got a little letter in the mail, and oh goodness. Specifically, we've heard about these Takata airbag recalls, right? We've been and, talking about those ever since we started this show. And unfortunately, you're probably on a waiting list. It's frustrating and typically not anything to freak out about until Ford this past Monday steps it up notches that 06 Ford Ranger people. If you drive a 2006 Ford Ranger or know anybody that drives the 2006 Ford Ranger. I think mid- I do. Mid-size pickup. What makes this particular news about these Takata airbag inflators quite different is that they have mandated you stop driving right now, people. Oh, I'm texting someone right now. I think I know someone who has one. I mean, now. It's not a letter. We'll call you, let you know when the part's coming in. This was an urgent statement, and we want you to know if you have that 06 Ford Ranger, Ford will tow it in to their facility. The Blue Oval brand, if you will, on these Rangers, originally recalled, recalled more than 3,000 of these Rangers. And yeah, it's dealing with elevated risk. Is all because of the airbag? 
airbag. Yeah. Yes. The dealerships will be responsible for picking up the affected vehicles. They will tow it in in an effort to keep folks out of harm's way. Wally, you've seen these recalls. What's the, What's different here? That's a good question, to be honest with you, because the first thing that comes to mind with me is, do they work? Do they go off? You yeah. know, like right in your face when you're unexpected? You yeah. know, nothing's going on? That would be bad. But do they not work? Well, it, traditionally, that was the case where unless you were in a high humidity area, perhaps Louisiana, down in Florida, Puerto Rico, you know, that whole seat. So you guys know with this, this Takata airbag, um, it, that little airbag sits in its seat. A lot of parts sit in its seat, right? Just like you're sitting in your seat right now, comfy and cozy. Well, that area of the seat gets so oxidized it can actually not inflate properly, and more importantly, most of this recall, most of it, is it won't inflate at all. So that's a safety. However, there have been a few unsolved homicide cases. My friend has two 2006. Well, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Yeah. Get it viral. We want to keep you guys safe. We're not trying to alarm you and get all crazy. But specifically, there was a few homicides that were unsolved until they later figured out that these folks were dying in their vehicle because those airbags were uh, splintering. They just, the design on it uh, wasn't right. And that's why you have uh, millions of these Takata airbags. So once again, 06 Ford Ranger, if you own it, call your Ford dealer. They will pick it up, keeping you safe. Uh, Speaking of safe, a lot of you don't know. Another news uh, article that came out. Um, and it's not reported a lot. You think about why accidents happen. All right, you got your drunk idiots, wrong way drivers that are drinking. We covered that last week. But can you believe one in 10 crashes are from drowsy driving? One in 10, Wally. Yes, yes. I o- mean, overworked and underpaid. <laughs> yeah, come on now. But uh, one of the reasons why we don't hear about this is because most folks catch themselves in the act they may have fender bendered on the side somewhere and they deal with it quietly however we have cameras everywhere and a lot of these collisions they can actually see through that windshield and see somebody falling asleep and bam drowsy driving what are you going to do so be careful if you're tired man pull over you know grab a snack listen to wrench nation pull over it's all good You guys stay tuned. We got a great topic for you. Do you spend that big old tax refund on car repair? And the Wiser Advisor from Bolt-On Technology joins us next on Wrench Nation. Don't go anywhere. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. 480-655-8870 is our phone number. That's 480-655-8870. If you ever have any questions at all about anything going on with your car, we'd love you to call in. Ask that question, 480-655-8870. If we get you on the air today, we'll give you some prizes. We'll give you some Renaissance Festival tickets if your question gets on the air, all right? Or text us at 480-655-8870. We would love to hear from you today. You know you make me want How about our shout-outs, Frank? Yeah, we're talking about, hey, guys, if you're headed to California or you're out in Malibu, check out Fireball Tim. Fireball. Fireballtim.com. He's got a wonderful Wheels and Waves series this Sunday. A lot of great, gorgeous cars out there. And, boy, he's headed out to the premiere 
of the Channel Islands Maritime Museum. Fireball's getting it done. And a big shout out to all you maniacs that got on a Facebook. Boy, oh boy, you're, you're building our community. And we appreciate you. Jose, Jim, Rick, Terry, Michael. Uh, Rock. Rock. There's a guy named Rock on our Facebook. Rich Lazy. Yes. Uh, Jackie and Susie and Robert, boy, you guys rock. They're your shout-outs for this week on Wrench Nation. All right, you think we would bring the wiser advisor in since now he always gives us that question. Oh, boy. You think we should use the Mission Impossible theme when we bring in the wiser let's advisor? Let's see, let's see. It's JB from Bolt-On Technology. Hello, JB. Welcome back. Yo, guys. Welcome back. You're having me back on board. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Oh, yeah. You didn't forget the wives, I hope, right? No, I'm, I only have two dogs. So. I'm jacked. <laughs> I'm just Frank I'm, hasn't been shopping. I don't know what to do. No. I'm bad, man. So, JB, wiser advisor, you listening right now out there, if you're in your car, perhaps you're hanging out at home, whatever you're doing, here is a challenge question. We do this right. uh, every show. It's typically revolved around the show topic. We are talking tax refund. Do you spend it? We're going to go into tips why you wouldn't. JB, for our listeners and our in-studio live audience, what is the challenge question? All right, ladies and gentlemen, the challenge question is, and think about this, it's another way you have to consider before you spend that check on your car. All right. So during your vehicle's life, from factory to the recycling yard, so it's the whole life of the car, what percentage of its life is it actually driven? Oh, now you're talking about the average driver. Okay, we can't, like, figure truck drivers or anything like that. An average driver. Average driver. You're talking percentage of time. How much? Yeah? Yep, yep. The percentage of the time that they're in the car. I'll give you these percentages uh, so that maybe you have one to choose from. 75% of the time, 50%, 25%, or 5%. All right, 480-655-8870. Right now, somebody call. You can have Pot of Gold or you can have Renaissance Vessel tickets if you can get the right answer. 480 Six five five eighty eight seven. I'll repeat the question and the answers one more time. All right. So during a vehicle's life from factory to recycling yard, what percentage of its life is it actually driven? 75%, 50% of the time, 25% of the time, or 5% of the time? All right. Oh, 480-655-8870. Wow. Let's get somebody on the phone. Win those prizes. Well, percentage of driving, I, I I drive like I'm driving a lot. I'm thinking I'm a high percentage user. I don't think 75, though. No, I don't well, know. Thing, no, no, you got to sleep. The thing here, though, is they're asking the car itself how much it's being driven during its actual life. So think about this. The average age of a car on the road right now is about 11.5.6 years. All right, so let so, me let me try to equate this because I'm going to bring it down. If I own a pair of sneakers and a pair of sandals... You're saying, how much time am I spending in usage of those sneakers? Yeah. Maybe? Okay, so we got a couple of variables here. Give us the variables. How long do you keep your car? Five years? Ten years? One year? Well, average well, is about it 11, matter. right? Yeah. It doesn't matter, guys, because I said from cradle to grave here. Wow. All, right. All right, we have somebody on the phone here. I don't know. His name is Eric. He's from Glendale. Eric? And I got Eric right here. Eric, you're on with the Wiser Advisor oh. and Wrench Nation. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. Eric? What are you doing today? Uh, just out here working, doing some plumbing in the rain. Oh, yeah. oh snap. <laughs> Plumbers in the rain. Hey, raise your prices. You got hazardous duty pay going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric. So what's the answer? It's either 75. I'm going to say 5%. 5%? What? Right off the bat. Whoa, daddy. Yes, we got a winner. Nah. Wait a minute, man. Ooh, wow. Do you, you work for AAA or somebody? 
I don't work for AAA, but you got to think about it. I yeah. mean, with 24 hours in a day, yeah. you, right. you figure 10 hours for your sleeping. Um, you may be driving to and from work. Yeah. Even if you it's had an hour so... drive to work. That's yeah. Unless you're an hours. Uber driver or something, though, then no, you might we, be up to like twenty five percent. No, yeah. man, yeah. Eric, sure. Eric, I'm you're sure. spot on, brother. Yeah. You hit it. We don't, we don't realize it. Yeah, uh, we, I mean, we exactly. really don't. See, but Eric, being a plumber, spends more time in the bathroom than the average person. No. Oh, all right, wait, <laughs> Eric, hang on a minute, <laughs> Eric. We got a question for you. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. All right, how much time, on average, percentage-wise, does an average human being use that toilet? Oh. No, man. Well, that's a crappy question. <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> I will say uh, number two. Yeah, there you go. Number there two. You go. Well, Eric, you rock, brother. If you haven't had a chance, get over to Wrench Nation Facebook. That's our community. Thanks for tuning in. Do you want to go to the Pot of Gold, or do you want Renaissance Festival? Um, let's do Renaissance Festival. You got it. Hold on, Brio. Get right your on. information and get you a couple tickets, and, okay? Uh, I want to say thanks for you guys doing this because you're about the only station that has anything like this, and it's uh, been really helpful to me. Thank well, you. Have you found it just recently, or you've been listening for a while? Uh, I found you guys probably a couple months ago, and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, but now we've I expanded heard, uh, to two hours, so. Yeah, once I heard this segment on, I always try and listen in. So. Well, All rock right. on, brother. Be safe out there in the rain. Thank we you very much. You. We do it because yep. of guys like you, Eric. No question. That's exactly why we do Wrench Nation. Real radio, baby. Yep, yep. Well, I tell you, with, with Eric bringing up that point of 5%, you guys realize that this is one of the reasons ride-sharing is taking off like crazy wally uber and lyft they were pretty smart about this they saw a niche you you you, you got it if you don't have a friend (laughs) if you're a loner if you don't have a friend you can call uber or in my case (laughs) they call goober goober well i i i hear you there but um i i I think the thing is we don't realize it i mean we get so busy we don't realize that it's like five percent of the time and in all actuality probably one of the worst investments we got is is the car is the car i mean think about it if you spent forty thousand dollars on that vehicle for only five percent of its life you've actually used it yeah well we're getting down to brass taxes here because many of many of our folks are Got that tax refund, man. A lot of folks are excited. They plan their vacations. But here's this lumpy situation with their car. Uh, They have been given an estimate, perhaps back in November, that could have waited, right? Well, I'm going to wait till tax season. And this show is dedicated to the tips and the reasons why you would not spend. I'd like to dive into the engine. So I'm going to paint a scene. Some of you have this very case scenario. And JB, you can chime in. Let's go for it. So I got an estimate. My steering in the morning is a little whiny. I got a little leak, and my rack and pinion's leaking. Now, I got an estimate anywhere from 800 to 1300 at a garage, or if I decide to crack a six-pack and I'm going to do it on my own, it's, uh, you know, 250 Good luck, by the way, doing that on your own. Yeah, I'm not going to try that. Yeah. The point is, prior to that, my car just seemed to be drama-free. I had some oil changes. Maybe I had a little brake job for a couple hundred bucks, but now I got this $1,300 repair. JB, what would you say needs to take place before I spent that money regarding an inspection? Let's talk about that. What folks can really look for to help them from spending well, bad? There's a couple of angles of approach on this, Frank. First off, 
how much has the car cost you over the last few months? Has it really, besides those brake jobs and stuff like that, has it just been pretty much standard stuff? And then secondly, at $1,300, you really want to evaluate the rest of the vehicle and make yeah. sure that that investment's not going to cost you another 600 bucks next month because you have to fix something else. Well, all right, let's talk about this. Um, let's say you don't know anything about anything, and all you know is, oh, I got an expense. Let's talk about the average yearly cost to maintain a vehicle that's over 60,000 miles, typically when you made your last payment. I'm going to have you think about that. Oh, we're teasing the people. Over this break, the average weekly cost. Maybe it's another contest. Maybe. What do you think it average The average cost? yearly cost to maintain a vehicle. Call now, 480-655-8870. Let's see if you can get close to it, all right? 480-655-8870. Call with that answer, and you might win tickets to the Renaissance Festival or Pot of Gold Music Festival here on Pulse. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Oh, yes, and JB, the wiser advisor for Bolt-On Technology with us. And on the, on the text line, people trying to guess what the average yearly car care costs are i've got a guy who says four thousand dollars well i got somebody who says six hundred dollars there's some wide variety there again again think about this folks right about the point of time you celebrated because you didn't have that that payment anymore right right? perhaps five six years into whatever Uh you're at about 60 65 miles what is that average yearly dollar cost to maintain it JB, there's been a lot of studies, specific, uh, specifically as I stutter here, with uh, AAA proven yeah, reports. Yeah. Uh, let's tell the folks: Do we got any more texting coming in? They, one guy said four hundred. Another guy said what four thousand? Four. No, one said six hundred. One said four thousand. Well, if you if you drive a, an exotic, maybe four thousand. <laughs> maybe uh, he's had a lot of bad luck. Let's talk about that. We're not going to reveal the dollar cost. We want you guys to try to chime in. It's not four hundred. It's not 4000 Let me ask you this. It's kind of crazy. If you can actually go about and maintain on that level, that'll cost you less down the road. I mean, it could be an average. If you put it off and don't do that maintenance and and maybe try to skip on it and get down to maybe, say, a third of what it should be, only doing the bare minimum. What's the bare minimum in maintenance? Oil change, right? Well, a little more than that, but yes. Okay, the, but the, that's the bare, that's bare, bare minimum. minimum. Some but people, that's all they do. They think that's all they we, need to do. We, we want to kind of stay on target, guys, and we're building this slowly. we got plenty of time with you guys, and we want to interact with you. We're talking about why you wouldn't spend that money, that tax refund, on your car. We need to establish some baselines right. first, and then we'll get into the mechanics of what is going to ruin your day. Sure. Uh, JB, so um, we got any more texts? coming in no, on that? Not okay right now, no. so between 400 and 4000 i figured it'd be pretty cool you know triple a says jb uh ready the, you ready to fall over with that yeah well actually not ready yet i want to establish what's it cost to drive a new car i think that's important and okay. then we'll surprise the folks with that number for maintenance dollars per year uh the national average according to triple a owning and operating a new vehicle okay in 2017, an average driver paid $8,400 annually. For car payments, insurance, well, and everything. everything. Okay. Insurance, we're, we're, right. we're even talking about the gas everything you know, factor, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we are also going to get into the calculator 
I can get you guys. Well, that I'm over that. So well, eighty four hundred. Now, if you look at a small sedan, maybe like uh, the car last week you had on Wally was like, what was it a Mazda? Yes. Well, it was a crossover, so it wasn't quite small, small. Right. But a small sedan, kind of a small one. It was yeah. for all of us, big, yeah. lurky, lanky, or like <laughs> your buddy from L.A. What was his name? Lumpy. Lumpy. Yes. If Lumpy were in a small sedan, <laughs> he may pay more because he's <laughs> but, more lumpy. Wear that baby out. But JB, the small sedans, on average, according to AAA, get about sixty-three hundred dollars per year. Payments, gas, insurance. Um, if you had a pickup truck, people, I'm a pickup truck owner, and you had a payment. Insurance, gas, all that stuff, $10,000 per year. It's AAA. Huh. That's what they say. So we've established what it costs to own new. Big money. You have a car payment out there, JB? No. You said that hesitatedly. Did you just celebrate? Well, I, had the, to, <laughs> I had to think about it, but no. <laughs> all right. Well, they, it's one of those rare times in life where you don't have one. That's why I hesitated. One of the things on a new car is you have to also take into fact the depreciation. Uh, a lot of folks mm-hmm. will go out and buy. A lot. Yeah, they'll go out and buy a low mileage vehicle right. because they can eliminate. I have a little I, bit of I warranty. Did this. Now, here's what I did. I looked around for a used vehicle because I got a smoking deal like in 2011 on a 2008 Dodge Ram. So when I was ready to get rid of it, I did the same thing we're talking about, and I'll get to that later. But I looked at uh, vehicles online with low mileage, right, at dealers. I found one, a 2015, this was in 2016, with 300 miles on it. Really? So I went in, yeah. I went in. Wait a minute, you got excited about I, that. I did. 300, yeah. I did because I knew that I was going to get that price at, you know, later, the used price yeah. with 300 miles, and I could negotiate that. And I walked out of there with a smoking deal because there's 300 miles is all. Some guy, he broke his hip. He couldn't get in the truck anymore. Ah, so he ooh. had to give it back. Oh, okay. And so he had to trade it in for a smaller vehicle. And I got that vehicle. I got lucky. Well, that's the deal. Uh, By the way, I have somebody who texted in. They got it right. I'm telling you. Well, all right, what did he say? I want him to call in. I want all him right. to call it. Call in. 480-655-8870. What is your answer? We don't want no Wikipedia Google people. We want your cranial intelligence. I think they got it right, though. What is the average to maintain a vehicle over 60,000 miles? If this person can't call in, I'll reveal the answer later. All right. So, JB, we talked about that average, uh, and we're going to reveal that. Boy, I I feel like we're teasing people. They just want to know. Just tell them. All right. Well, we'll tell them. All right. $1,200. What? You told them too quick. You told me to tell them. JB was supposed (laughs) to say that. (laughs) I said, well, that's what that's what the listener said. What did he say? He said twelve hundred dollars. Well, he got it right. Now, if you own a European vehicle, people, good job, good job, little win action. Uh, if you own a European vehicle, that number could be higher. I've I've seen averages eighteen hundred to two grand. Parts are more expensive. Uh, your visits, your average visits, will be more expensive. Now, we just talked about this new car cost. JB, as mechanics, we're not trying to sell people on this. But it sounds like maintaining your ride is the way to go. Oh, definitely. I mean, they, they tell you what you need, and they know because they want to build a car to last through its warranty and everything. So they tell you exactly what you need to do and make that car last as long as it does. And that's why we get that 11.6 mile years out of them right now, because if you just take care of the basics, yeah. they'll last a long time. Yep. All right, we're establishing basics again, guys. You're listening. We are talking why you wouldn't, and we're going to get there. 
Uh, we talked about establishing the cost of ownership. Go ahead. Our winner, Eric's on the phone, who knew $1,200. Eric, are you on the phone? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Eric, what's your last name? Uh, Lundy, L-U-N-D-E. What are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm still plumbing out in the rain here. Oh, it's the same guy? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Eric is like, he, he the, the man wants a he microphone. He already won. That's, but wait a no, minute. I, I, I think he's outside. I was just, and that was a wild guess. I can't believe I even got that right. You yeah. got $1,200. You got it. I'm telling you. He knows you. everything today. All right, Eric, man. Thanks yeah, for calling back. Any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Eric. All right, so we, we established the basics of what it costs to own a new ride, what it costs to maintain a ride, and I want to add something else before we actually dive into the mechanical stuff of watch out. This could catch up with you down the road and be painful. Life transitions, people. How many of you are in a ride right now and you love your ride? You may have a repair that's needed, but you're not asking the vital question. Well, my wife and I may be planning a baby in two years. Ooh. Life transitions, people. How will I need my vehicle to serve my family needs in two years? Safety. Safety, exactly. How does that change? Safety. Like, we get a lot of folks, JB, we get a lot of folks in the garage that, hey, you know, I only drive, you know, whatever, a couple hundred miles, uh, you know, a month, but now I'm traveling. I'm going from, you know, I'm traveling from, let's say, Philly, and I'm going up to, to Wilmington, Delaware. My, my drive's going to be a little longer. That's a life transition. Yeah. Yeah, definitely have to take uh, that in plan. Also, the other life transition is that you're about to get divorced. Oh, snap. <laughs> give, it, give it to the ex. Give it to the ex. <laughs> that is a, you may be on a bicycle after that one. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> that is, though. I mean, it is. So what I say is, as we slowly approach this topic about why you wouldn't spend money, is life transitions. You know, We talked about the essentials of what it costs to own new, the average to cost on a used, but, man, ask yourself the vital question. My ladies out there, I get a lot of my moms coming in and beautiful one or two children in the tribe. And next thing you know, they're planning. There may be more children. So that little four-door sedan, that's not going to transition well. So you may want to hold off any non-essential, like, safety stuff you got to do, people. I don't care if you own the thing for another month. Safety is number one. So... Great points on that. Um, JB, warranty of repairs. We got to cover that before we dive into why. Um, I think one of the essentials is if I come up in your garage, JB, and I got a repair, and you were cheaper. Let's face it. I went to three other places. I didn't really sniff them out for value. I kind of maybe had a little coupon. Didn't really care if they were ASC certified. The place smelled halfway decent. You just want to get it done as cheap as you as could. As cheap as I could. What am I missing as a consumer if I don't dive into your warranty? What that's important. Yeah, I mean, am I gonna if you come to my shop and I'm the El Cheapo person, you might want to definitely ask what my guarantees are and the work that I'm doing, the parts that I'm using and all that stuff, along with checking how well I my shop works, you know. And just walking into the shop, a lot of times you can get a pretty good feel just by looking around and seeing what the condition of it is. Yeah, the point is, yeah, definitely. Warranty, warranty. I'm going to say let's hold JB on. We're going to dive in more. Uh, We covered the basics. We are now going to dive in this uh, next segment. You guys uh, stay tuned. We're going to dive into the mechanics. What is a horrible way to go? What mechanical situation that you don't know about could cost you and surprise you, shock you, and make your wallet cry like a little baby? Find out on Ranch Nation when we continue. 
Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. We got a quiz coming up next hour, Frank? Yeah, you guys stay tuned in the uh, top of the hour next segment uh, at 4 o'clock on. We got another quiz. And this quiz, it'll be pretty challenging. I think you guys can do it. You guys have been hanging on the show. You're pretty intelligent, smart, wise, hip. And all that good stuff. You can win either Pot of Gold Music Festival or Renaissance Festival tickets. Your choice coming up. And also, uh, I've got, I had a Facebook uh, message from a youngster out of Atlanta. I want to talk about that story that's happening next hour. But this remaining uh, segment here as we go into 4 o'clock, we got JB on the phone. A wiser advisor. Uh, Yeah, JB, we're going to dive into sort of, we talked about, okay, the new car expense. How much is that per year? What's the national average? And we're establishing the baseline. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. And I wanted to start with, I mean, I think this is fitting because JB with Bolt-On, the inspection. How many of you went into a garage or dealership and you were told you needed a repair, but perhaps they didn't say what else was not even critical, but could nickel and dime you to death. So, JB, talk about, we do the digital inspection. Of course, that's the tablet inspection. What is the benefit to arming my wallet up as a consumer with a complete inspection? Well, the greatest thing about it, Frank, is that you get the knowledge to make the decisions that count on how to make your car last. I think the digital inspection, I, I don't think, I know that the digital inspection allows you as a driver to get educated about the condition of your car. You know, when you go to the doctor, the first thing they always do is take your blood pressure, temperature, and your weight and all that stuff, and then they ask you what's going on. Well, the same thing should happen when your car goes into a shop. The shop should offer you a nice safety inspection where they'll go around and use a tablet, and they'll take pictures and show you everything that's going on. And they can actually send that right to your phone right at home. So you can look at it as if you're underneath the car and educate yourself and know why they're offering, hey, you need to do this and that. And by the way, we should take care of these other things while you're at it. I mean, yeah, so absolutely. Absolutely, JB. Again, we're diving into why you wouldn't spend your tax refund on a vehicle. And we're establishing some pretty basic stuff. But my goodness, if you guys can take away these very basic essentials, Hey, Joe or Jill, when you inspected my leaky steering gear, did you also tell me about that subtle misfire wasn't a tune-up and it was an internal engine problem? That is huge. Yeah, I mean, the technicians have a sixth sense because they can get into a car and they smell and they feel... So they might pick up on something immediately, and all that's going to do for the customer is make their life better because they can say, hey, the car's running a little funny. We probably should take a look at that. Or I smell corn. We should take a look for a leak so it doesn't leave you stuck on the side of the road. All right, let's get right into it. Number one in this why you wouldn't spend a tax refund money is anything to do with oil consumption, guys. Very important. So, again, I'm going to go back to the rack and pinion scenario where you got an estimate for rack and pinion you're at 105,000 miles car has been pretty solid and this is maybe the first expense but you've got a subtle issue that happens in the morning and that is when you start the car you get the blue smoke and you don't think anything of it you don't bring that to the attention of the garage or dealer you think "Eh, it's it's the weather or it's the car. 
But come to find out, when you authorized the $1,300 steering gear, didn't bring up the oil consumption, that blue smoke, six months later it gets worse. And at best, it's a valve job or valve seals. Talk to us about the importance, JB, of knowing the true health of the heart that is the engine. Oil consumption. Talk to us about that. Now, oil consumption means that the engine, instead of just using the oil to um, lubricate and keep things clean and cool, it's actually using some of it up. And there's a variety of different ways it's going to do that. And the worst part about it is that once the oil consumption begins, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And if you're not into the habit of checking your oil and other things of that sort, you might actually run low on oil because of the consumption. And also, why it's consuming the oil is gunking up different parts and causing other issues that are going to manifest themselves in the very near future. So we got to know. We got to know. I'm just trying to get with you guys. I'm with you in your back pocket. When you go in to that garage and you have any little thing as, as far as a symptom, that relates to what we're talking about, that inspection. You want to say, hey, by the way, I realize you just told me about a leaky steering gear, but I'm also having to add oil. What comes to mind, JB, is the Hondas. I've had several of them in, um, I'm not going to give you years off the top of my head, but it seems like Hondas uh, at a certain mileage, certain years, I think it was the Civics, uh, were consuming greatly. Uh, Tyler, we've seen them in the garage where folks between oil changes are losing all the oil and they almost have to add oil like once a month. Wow. Oil, con- yeah. Uh, and, I, and don't quote me if you guys are listening and you have the specific years. I don't have that information. My point is this, though, guys. If that is happening, that is a major engine affair. Wally, have you ever danced with some oil consumption issues? Absolutely. And you don't know right to start with. Is it valve guides, valve seals like you were talking about? Or are your piston rings leaking? Yeah, you know? if they're, if they're, yeah that'd be more. Typically, guys, the, the piston rings is more of a continuous issue. Uh, if you're prone to maybe on a Saturday pull out a spark plug, and if you've got an oily-looking spark plug, eh, you've got some consumption. My point again, as we talk about tax refund, do I spend it? If you have a major engine conundrum, and perhaps more importantly, don't know about it, but you see a little smoke or, hey, I didn't tell my wrench at the garage or the dealer that I'm adding two quarts every other week, although I'm not leaking externally, I don't have an oil leak, that may creep up and ruin you. What would you say, divorce? Was that divorce? <laughs> that could be a divorce right there. So, um, so JB, that is absolutely important. Um, this uh, engine issue, uh, what comes to mind, we are on the topic of engine. And again, we go back to that steering gear scenario. If I have a, my engine seems to run a little rough. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, not enough to cause a check engine light on. Uh, maybe I've got an older vehicle that's maybe 8, 9, 10 years old, and it just feels a little rough to me. We're not talking engine mounts or rubber insulation issues, uh, but we're talking about the possibility of valve train issues, a floaty valve, you know, where it feels like, in my mind, I think it's a tune-up, right? Maybe I'm going to, garage is going to charge me, dealer's going to charge me 300, 400, whatever it is. Meanwhile, it is a floaty valve or a weak valve spring or There's a valve job that may need to be done. That is something you have to know about because, again, you may not want to put that money in that steering gear if you knew about that. 
That's a game changer. Well, the flip side of that, Frank, too, is how many customers come into you and have that little roughness going on when the first thing out of their mouth is, I want a tune-up. Well, it's up to us. I I tell you what, you just hit you just hit it right there, and this is actually uh, I get a little I get a little crazy on this. Um, well, I'll show you the story. You guys want to hear the story? I had a guy working for me years ago on this very topic. Customer came in. We got a couple minutes, but I got to tell you this story, JB. Uh, yeah. Customer came in, and said, "Hey, I want this for my vehicle," and he said, "Okay, we'll do it." We didn't do any testing, no inspecting, none of that. And guess what happened? It didn't fix the car. And guess what I did? There was a lack of communication. It is up to us as mechanics, as service advisors, just like a lifeguard. Those folks swimming in the deep don't know what the heck they're doing. We have to save the day. We have to ask the right questions. Folks don't know what to ask. They think they saw the YouTube video and they said, I need a tune-up. So this is a pet peeve, and it brings us back to why you wouldn't spend because you're going to get in trouble with all this engine-related type repairs and stuff. And sorry for going on a rant, but uh, I always said we need to do a better job as an industry. JB, don't you agree? I agree. That's why I brought it up, because I've had that same situation where the customer fights with me. I said, listen, it's probably not going to fix it, but you know, what can you do? Yeah, it's a tough position. You guys hang in there. JB, thank you for calling in. We appreciate you. The Wiser Advisor with Bolt-On Technology. You rock, brother. All right, thanks, guys. All right, see you, JB. Nation continues into Hour 2. We've got a quiz coming up. Can't for you to win some more prizes. Yes, stay tuned. We talk about why you shouldn't spend on the tax refund. we got some more great tips as we dive in deeper and deeper. Right here on Wrench Nation. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. All right, got Tina on the phone first. Tina called us last week. We were talking about the check engine light. Tina, how did that go? Did you get everything taken care of? Yeah, I took it into a, the dealership just so they could hook it up to their computer because I said, look, I know I fixed everything. I just need you to hook it up so you could zero out that light. The airbag light, said, right? Yeah and, yeah, and about what you guys have been talking about today, I said, and could you just check, you know, one of my lights keeps popping on and off yeah. on the front of my car in my headlight lights. Could you just check that real quick for me? And they said, oh, yeah, we could do that. So they tell me that, um, they, so they checked that, but they, they charged me like $74 just to hook it up to the machine. Yeah, it, but, well, but, you know, Tina, we're not going to get into all that, but consider that skin in the game. You can hold them accountable. If they did it for free, everyone's jelly-bellied. There's yeah, exactly. no accountability. So I know it, it kind of stinks. It's an, Especially with you. You can fix your own stuff kind of thing. I hear you. Okay, but the problem was, when I got done and they told me everything was fine right. and I needed a new light bulb on my headlight, which mm. didn't make sense to me because yeah. if it's popping back on again, it's not the, the light bulb's not bad. It's a loose wire is what I figured it was, or a connection was loose. That's right? possible. What did, that, so did they replace the bulb? No, they told me I needed to and what it was going to cost for them to do it. And I said, you know what, I can do that myself. Right, okay. So, yeah, so I go home and... No, they told me my light was fine, and I needed to get a different light fixed. Right. That the whole light bulb was wrong. And I'm like, it's not. And it was working then, you know, when they were, they must have just eyeballed it. Because when I took it home, and me and my son looked at it together, he just, he said, yeah, it's just loose. He plugged it back in. It works fine. Well, this is a great example, Tina. Um, You had no confidence because you believed more. I go back to that wall 
socket and you know and somebody says it's the bulb right well it's this the socket may be loose or something sure but the bigger thing here is where do you as a consumer draw the line and say all right i'm in and i want to give you a tip here this is where it gets important the bigger picture is not the not the headlight bulb the bigger picture is after they charged for an x-ray of your vehicle what is the guarantee Right. And is this exploratory? Are you going to call me at three and say, because I want a guarantee. Right. Because if you paid that $74, there and, should be some guarantee to and this that problem. that was not what That's the fair. issue was. You should get $74 back. Well, I, I think so. Tina, so what was the fix? Well, the fix for my light bulb thing was we just, you pulled you, it out. We wiped out the connections wow. and we pushed, put it back together. The, the, the light bulb was not. All right. This is what I want on. you to do. Hear me out for a minute. First off, don't give a bad Yelp review. Take time out. Yeah. Every garage, every dealer, just like a good kitchen, maybe they got a new mechanic. What you need to do respectfully, okay, is say, hey, guys, uh-huh. this is what took place. I, 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 I didn't, it's not that I didn't trust you or you didn't gain my confidence. More so, let's face it, I, I, I'm a bit more of my own mechanic. Right, I I'm a little stuff, more educated than I the average person. But I want to inform you that you may have a problem in the back shop. Uh, uh-huh. maybe that $74, you know, diagnostics was done by the oil change guy. Inform them. This is so important. And then hopefully, you know, if that was the fix, yeah. If you were in my garage, you're getting $74 back. Right. And it happens. I get it. I sometimes we, Tyler in the garage, we make mistakes. Of course. We, mm-hmm. Everyone makes You know, mistakes. we're not making sure. enough of them to be out of business. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm going to own it. Always right. go into just post a review real quick. You know what? You need to build a relationship with whoever you're going to take your car to in the future. Yeah. And if they're not the relationship you're going to build with then find someone that you can trust that, you know, that when they give you the the diagnosis, you can trust that or else if it's not right, they're going to back it up. All right, Tina, I see a book coming out of you. Eight, I see a book, 18 Ways Tina Can Show You How to Get It Done. Rock on, Tina. We hey, Get on the Facebook and hang with us on Wrench Nation. Thank you so much, Tina, for calling in. All right, bring in our next guest, Frank. We got John Uzbasic. What is happening, John? Hey. We, we just blew hey. your ears out there. Sorry about that. Yeah. Our, oh, our, yeah. in, our in-studio audience gets a little uh, gnarly. They get a little, we got to, hey, shut up back yeah, there. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> we know you're excited for John, but come on. I'm scared the heck out of me, man. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, snap. All right, listen, I thought this was important because that's just how we roll here on Ranch Nation. Uh, from time to time, we get some highfalutin guests in the motorsports arena, uh, perhaps some government agencies. But you guys know, man, this is our show. Just like Tina called, Eric called twice. You know, people are hanging with us. And John Ooze Basic of Ooze Basic Motorsports is on the phone. He's a family-oriented dragster top sportsman you're out there for 20 years or so driving and living the blood sweat and tears you got a is this the, is this a 37 what do you got for a race vehicle here tell us about that oh actually thanks uh, and again hey frank and wally listen i just wanted to first take this opportunity to thank you for uh, letting me be part of this great show today and also i want to make a shout out to all the wrench nation listeners yeah, baby. And uh, you got a little like burnout. Also- Can you give us a burnout? <laughs> <laughs> walk, walk. <laughs> oh my God! Hey, listen, I'm in. I'm in midst of royalty here with you guys. Well, not really. We're just. I. I had a guy call into the garage 
It, it wasn't you, John. It was somebody else, and they got all excited. I said, "Listen, brother, calm down. I'm just a garage owner. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doing my thing." But uh, I want to tell you guys listening, this is really cool, John. We want to give you the floor. You've been racing for quite some time. Tell us how that journey's been. You've done. You're out of the Northwest. You're out of Washington. And by the way, if you're if you're driving, I would recommend pulling over. Take a moment while you're listening to the show. Get over to Ooze Basic Motorsports. That's U-Z Basic Motorsports. I'm on it right now. So you guys can enjoy what John is about to describe. I mean, is this the, the yellow car? It is. What's more than a yellow car? I mean, I man. mean, I mean, I'm letting him describe it. But <laughs> yeah, it is the yellow. I'm car. excited because this is a cool car. All right, tell us the type of wow. racing, John, you do out there in Washington State. All right, we uh, we actually run a two car race team, and it, uh, it comprises of a uh, 2015 Brad Hadman 270 inch top dragster that my uh, partner runs. And uh, I actually run a 1937 Chevy Coupe Pro Mod in Top Sportsman. It is beautiful. Uh, well, it's, 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 it, I mean, it's, be- it, it's a beautiful-looking lady, but yeah. there's some health to this one as well. You know, it's nothing like meeting somebody beautiful, and then all of a sudden they open their mouth and their teeth are falling out. <laughs> this is not one of them beautifuls. Uh, tell us what's under the hood. Tell us about some of the mechanical of this beautiful ride and Getting it to win, getting it to win. What what are you doing to make this sucker win? Yeah, it's uh, it currently sits obviously on a uh, pro built pro mod chassis. It has a five hundred and thirty two cubic inch, and it runs over eleven hundred horsepower. Big Daddy, wow! We got a yeah, burnout. Can you get a burnout, uh, Steve? We we you know John, we couldn't do you any justice if we didn't have any burnout. Uh, I'm working on the sound. He's effects. working. We, we need you. John deserves sound effects. So, Big Daddy, Big Block, tell me what is your day like before a race? Oh wow! Um, it actually probably starts a couple days before, but before the race, what we do is uh, we uh, obviously do a PM on the vehicle to be sure that everything is what it needs to be and that everything is uh, operational. We go through the whole car, retighten everything because there's a lot of vibration in these cars uh, with high horsepower. Then we actually put the car in the trailer, but the real work starts when we get to the track because what we do is we literally put it up on jack stands, warm the engine up. As soon as we're done warming the engine up and the transmission in the rear end, off comes all the valve covers, and we go through all the valve lashing to be sure it's where it needs to be and that it's set correctly check transmissions, levels of everything in the car, uh, computers to be sure that they're all operational and working. We completely recheck all of the lug nuts on the, on the rims. And basically then, after that, we set it back down, cool it off, and then we wait patiently for uh, the call. Then they tow us up to the line, or my crew chief tows me up to the line. We make hold on a minute. You just said you're getting ready to you get into the you tow into the line. Hang on, wait for it. Yeah. Oh snap! That was feeling so good. That was a win. Wasn't that good? (laughs) I found a good sound effect there. It was. Thank you, YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen, we just got a few minutes. I want to just let the people know. Get over to Ooze Basic. That's U-Z Basic Motorsports.com. If you're in Washington State, you're listening 
uh, to the replay on the podcast that we load up on Sunday. Check him out. And one of the cool things, you know, it's, it's nothing like the nuts and bolts of, 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 of a race platform, a race vehicle. But, man, you are tied in some pretty cool charitables. We're going to give you a minute. Talk about how you're tying in community and charity with all this, this motorsport action. Yeah, that's a that's that's pretty crucial. Uh, I mean, I would uh, I would be lying if I wasn't saying would say that, you know, like anyone else, you know, I, you reach out to try to find your marketing partner out there to help you market. And it's tough. And, it's uh, not keep, easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, keep this. Yeah, keep this ride moving, and so on and so forth. And one of the greatest things that I've seen is to be able to be charity embedded. If you, I'm sorry, uh, charity as well as community embedded in your right. area, and that's huge. Uh, people think that. The most important thing is to show off your uh, marketing partner races. That's about 15, 20% of it. The real meat and potatoes is out in the public. When you're in community, when you're in charitable events, you know, a charity that your uh, partner is a very, you know, that they're very. There's passion behind it. I mean, I always said you, you bring a bunch of car peeps. I don't care if they're driving 76 Volkswagen Beetles. Somebody was passionate about putting that thing together. I don't care if it's a go-kart. There is that sense. When car peeps get together, look out. There's going to be some money raising. And can you get another burnout? Here we go. I got to do the burnout. Wait a minute. And I got to get back to my sound effect page. So we got money raising and... That was weak. Well, that was the end of it. (laughs) Here we go. All right, wait for it. Wait for it. There you go. And the need for speed. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Hey, real quick, John, let the people know where they can find you, partner. Uh, actually, you can find me on uh, at usebasicmotorsports.com. That's our uh, website. You can also find us on Facebook at usebasicmotorsports at 37 Chevy Coupe. We're also on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Google+. You're all Instagram, over, man. That's all it. All under use basic motorsports. And real quick, Frank, uh, charity is critical. We're involved with Touch a Truck Children's Foundation. This year, we're actually invited to be uh, the feature vehicle at the Susan G. Coleman Race for the Cure in here in Seattle. That awesome. Right that is awesome. Right on, people. brother. That's the way to do it. Uh, regardless of a win, you are winning in your community. Go check out Ooze Basic Motorsports, UZBasicMotorsports.com. John, you're a champion, brother. We appreciate you. Call into the show anytime. Thanks, John. Hey, no appreciate problem. you calling in, man. Thank you. All right. Ranch Nation continues next. Don't go anywhere. This is Ranch Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Special Valentine's Day edition, and it is Ranch Nation. Got the car quiz coming up here in just a few minutes. Your chance to win Pot of Gold Music Festival tickets or Renaissance Festival tickets. You been out to the Renaissance Festival yet, Frank? I love the big turkey. turkey oh yeah, action. that's that. You know, and then well, they do talk about this morning the chocolate covered bananas I get out there, and that's why I got them delivered to me today. No, it's all fun out there. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> family time. Yeah. All right, welcome back, people. We were talking about, uh, you know, households right now anticipating a tax refund. Whether it's a, you know, I mean, we all hope that your tax refund is big dollars and. You can celebrate a little bit, but you may have a car repair. We talked about (laughs) the basics of new vehicle ownership, roughly $8,500 a year, a little variable depending on the size of the vehicle. If you own a truck, that's going to be over over ten grand. is what AAA is saying. Uh, If you have a vehicle over $60,000, maybe you just 
made your last car payment, the average per year to maintain that, that's uh, twelve to fifteen hundred. If it's European, it's probably gonna be, you know, closer to two grand. If you've taken care of it. If you've taken care of it, but that's the average. And now, um, you know, we talked about engine. I'd want to know if my engine is burning oil seriously, because I may not, again, I go back to that rack and pinion visit, right? Your first $800 to $1,200, I'm not sure. I'll tell you what, let me get back to you. I'm going to put a little fluid in it. I got my tax refund. I'm back in the shop. We said, get an inspection, bumper to bumper. I want a full body scan. I don't want surprises. If that engine is burning oil, and, and you are, you, look, if you're driving your vehicle, man, you've got to get down with the symptoms. Smells, I want to know about smells as your mechanic. Right. I want to know about the shake, rattles, and rolls. I want to know about the blue smoke from the tailpipe. It goes away in the morning. Not a big deal to you. But as your mechanic, it's like a doctor saying, oh, that chest pain? No, it's not a meatball, brother. you got serious issues. we got to go in and so the more I dive in, for information to my mechanic as it relates to a full body scan inspection, preferably digital, because I'm at work, I want pictures, I'm not going to drive down to the garage, digital inspections are the way to go. Now we're going to dive in to, before we get into the quiz question, okay, because I want to give you guys some good meat here. A lot of my folks on the Mm, East Coast, uh, maybe up in Maine, maybe the Northwest, you're listening to this on the podcast, we talked about engines, but now we're going to talk about the cancer, the road salt cancer. And perhaps Greg Buckley, who's calling in, uh, he's out of Delaware. He'll call in uh, the last segment. You know, a lot of you are accustomed to this. And, and I, I know here in Arizona, we're spoiled, right? Especially here down in the valley. Right. We have mechanics need therapy if we see something that's got rust, quite frankly. Right. <laughs> but the fact is, if I'm as a consumer going to make a major decision Again, going back to my rack and pinion, twelve hundred bucks. Boy, you better tell me if I'm going to have a major, major dollar repair regarding the frame to my vehicle as it relates to the rust, right. road salt, things like that. Um, again, people, I'd rather you walk away listening with these tips from this show that are really basic. Perhaps light that bulb up, because man, if that money, your tax refund, is spent to bad then we didn't do our job on this show, and that's the goal. So if you've got an engine issue, it's it's up to you to tell the symptoms, and it's up to the good automotive technician. He or she's going to give you the straight and skinny. If you've got cancer, rust, if that frame is wacky, and speaking of frame, Wally, uh, I curb checked recently, and I don't think it's a big deal. I need an alignment. Ooh. What? Yeah. <laughs> that is it. Right. So again, I do that twice a day. <laughs> a lot of people do. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's be in all reality. Maybe it was more than just a curb check, but I did something to affect the frame of my vehicle as it relates to how it's going to roll straight down the road. I may not in a short amount of time see major tire wear, but I'd want to know the straight and skinny beyond an average 80 to $130 alignment. Is this frame, is this a problem? Is oh, absolutely. Absolutely you want to do that. First of all, check your alignment. First of all, don't hit the curb. Don't hit the, <laughs> stop texting and no. driving. Don't hit the curb, you people. <laughs> yep, my wife. Uh, well, be careful. I mean, you know. Oh, wait, I, I still got dinner waiting at home. You I said think, my man. wife, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get hate email. Yeah. You know, as men, we do the same dumbass stuff too so it's all good but my point guys is especially if you're you're not in the valley maybe you you know you run into potholes like all our new york city peeps or 
even those roadways that have a lot of salt. My point is, again, I got an estimate back in November, rack and pinion. I've hit a few potholes on the way. I've curb checked on a few. It doesn't say I'm still driving. It seems okay. I got a pull. I'm back in the garage. I got my tax refund money. And now I'm getting ready to spend. And I didn't ask them, hey, guys, can you make sure I don't have a major issue with the frame or major suspension components that would take it into an astronomical cost? Right. Probably not the frame unless your frame is so rusted that it's giving up. Suspension parts? Absolutely. Uh, upper and lower control arms, ball joints, tie yeah. rod ends. Those, right. Those I want to know about fra- that. Those are fragile. Right. Those are fragile. You so start hitting again, curbs, man. I'm going to call it. I'll tell you what I'll tell you guys. If your garage or dealership hasn't labeled it, then I want you to think this way. When you go into that garage with your tax refund about a potential repair or catch-up service, in your mind, you're going to label it, hey, people, are you going to do my tax refund inspection? Bumper to bumper is what I want to know. I want a full body scan. I don't want any surprises. And that's fair game. I want to know about my engine. I want to know about my transmission. We haven't mentioned transmission. Now, this is a touchy subject. And I'm not suggesting that replacing a transmission is not worthy of uh, an investment into the vehicle. Again, go back to basics. Where am I going to be in a few years with my vehicle? Is it still going to serve what I need it to do? What's my current state of affairs with repairs? Is a timing belt coming up? I'm at 80000 and I got a $1,300 repair. How much is that going to cost? And does the math suggest that I would be in that twelve to 1500 a year? You know, there's different variables, Wally. I've talked to a lot, in the, a lot of folks in the industry, and they have different ways of calculating. But I think it all comes down, and I go back to the AAA statistic. They've, they've, they know the stats. They're not making this stuff up. Twelve to fifteen hundred a year. So where do I stand with that? Right. So you look at the twelve to fifteen hundred a year. If you're going to like top that out, say in the first three months, you can pretty much bet at the end of the year you're going to be over it. Yeah, you got to weigh out the math. We're talking about tax refund. Why you wouldn't spend? Maybe we talked about why you would spend. But I think you guys get the gist. Stay tuned. We got the Wally Cahill new car review every week we're going to highlight a new car maybe you're looking to buy a car stay tuned what about the quiz question what's the question we'll get somebody online oh snap all right the quiz question what component is responsible for igniting the fuel 480-655-8870 call now is it the igniter Fuel injector or spark plug? Okay. Give us a call. Call 480-655-8870. You got tickets to the Arizona Renaissance Festival, or you can have tickets to the Pot of Gold Music Festival, your choice of days, okay? 480-655-8870. Call now, unless you're out plumbing. Oh, plumbing. <laughs> Be careful. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. And Wally Cahill hanging out with us, too, on Wrench Nation and on the phone with us. We have Brian. Brian's going to play the quiz. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, i calling from Mesa. Mesa, what are you doing today? The uh, actually, stroke. on my way to an interview. On your way to what? Dinner? Uh, interview. Oh, interview. Oh, you're knocking on some door. I hear somebody knocking. <laughs> well, we wish you good luck on the interview, but for now, are you ready to play? This is a challenge for you now, okay? You didn't You didn't Wikipedia or Google either. Did you? 
No, it's right. not. Sounds right. like he's got the Bluetooth going, so here we go. All right, let's do this. So what is responsible for firing that fuel in that combustion chamber? The igniter, the spark plug, or the fuel injector? What say you? I'm going to go with the spark plug. Well, that Winner! was simple. See how we keep it simple, especially the man's going on an interview. He doesn't need stress. Exactly. He doesn't need stress. Well, in all reality, the igniter is kind of... That's before this. That's what's firing up the plug. I'm starting my fireplace tonight because I'm going to be cold when it's raining. <laughs> so, good job. It was simple. Uh, we appreciate you dialing in. Brian, hey, you want tickets to Pot of Gold or you want Renaissance? Uh, Renaissance, please. Hang on a second. I'll put you on hold and Brie will take care of you. Good luck with that interview, partner. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I mean, that was a simple one. We try yeah. not to. You know, we're not going to get it. It's just, you know, we're not. Everybody wins with Wrench Nation. Yeah, we're not trying to. Although I may, I may, I may twist it up and see if you guys are paying attention and ask you about uh, carburetors and stuff next week. We'll see. So we got All the right. new car review coming up? Well, we do, but I want to just kind of reset before we get Wally Cahill's new car review. All right. I want to recap. I think it's important. This tax refund that you guys are getting back, by no means are we saying don't invest in your vehicle. We've already established that that's probably the way to go because a new vehicle can get really costly. Right. Start off with a full body scan inspection, right? If you were told six months ago that there's repairs needed and that money, that tax money is coming in, you want to reset, get that full inspection again. You want to know if there's major engine issues. You want to know if there's a transmission possibility. Again, not to suggest that you wouldn't invest in your vehicle, but you want the whole picture. Well, you have to take a look at your situation, Frank, too. Because, for instance, I had a 2008 Dodge Ram. It had 165,000 miles. Uh, I'm kind of rough, especially in the old days. Before I met you, was rough on my vehicles. My air conditioner compressor oh, you went got, out. You calmed down since the rain. Yes, I have. Look at you go. But I got an estimate like it was about $1,800 for the compressor and everything in the air conditioner for the truck. And the vehicle was worth fifty six hundred. I owed about three thousand three hundred left on it. Well, it was about ready to go, and I said, "You know what? If this is going to start to go, other things are going to start to go." And that much of an expense, where I'm paying a third of the car's value, I need to start looking at maybe a new I, vehicle. I think I think that there has to be some definite truth to what you're saying. Yeah. What we hear in the garage is, you know, you got a vehicle. I, you know, Lexus, let's say an ES three hundred. Um, you know, that may have 130, 140,000 miles. And you got to, you know, let's say you got an AC repair uh, compressor. Maybe, you know, you've got to evacuate and recharge a system. Maybe you've got some, you know, lines that are leaking. And perhaps that's a fifteen to $1,800, you know, factory part replacement, maybe two grand. What I hear a lot of is, well, my car is not worth it. Now, you got to be careful. And I would just say, you have to always look at what are my options because that's going to change how much my car is really worth spending into. Uh, so keep a balance, but make sure you understand you may go out and buy a four to $6,000 used vehicle and that's a clunker. And we, you know, somebody's got to say, you need- and you may not have a choice, but to fix that vehicle at the time, because you don't have any other options. And in that case, you got to do it. All I'm saying is you guys make sure every nook and cranny of a symptom, how it smells, how it sounds, how it starts in the morning, document that stuff, record it on your phone. Easiest tool. Go ahead, Wally. The best used car is your car. Yep. That's true. You know, your car. Yep. Yeah, there's some there's some points to that. And, you know, we try to keep it fair. Again, guys, the reason why we came up with why you wouldn't 
spend is I really wanted to fill you guys up with some tips, get you guys thinking about a direction because this is a big time of year. And I, quite frankly, I get a lot of these situations and I get a lot of folks that say, I'm ready and I want to do it. They may not ask me for a full body scan because they were in three months ago or four months ago. We're going to make sure of it. What's the worst thing for a mechanic? The good guys and gals, they get agita. They want to throw up in their mouth when they don't let you know a full body scan like environment about, hey, this is this engine oil leak is bigger than what we thought. That's going to cost. So know about your car fully. Wally Cahill's got the new car review. Some of you may buy a car. What do you got? A 2018 Mitsubishi Outlander Sport SEL all-wheel drive. Wow, I wondered about these. Four-wheel drive in this case because there is an actual button you can turn it on and off. Sure. What what is the Outlander? Explain. Is that the small? Is that the sport? What is that? That that is a small sport SUV. Like a crossover. Like a crossover. You could call it a crossover. Can they still call them like crossovers? Yeah, Eh, you know. Not really. They got out of that. Yeah. Yeah, That was kind of trendy. You know, new cars are like sneakers. You had Air Jordans for 10 years and then... You don't say Air Jordans anymore, although That's Air a- Jordan is probably not a good example. But <laughs> tell us more about this Mitsubishi. Okay. Small four-cylinder motor, 2.4 liter with direct injection. We've talked about that a bunch. That's popular. Okay, CVT transmission. We talked about that again. Well, and I'll tell you what. If there's one thing that's temperamental, I think it's that CVT transmission. And so it is for mechanics. I'll tell you that CVT. Yes. <laughs> that's another show. Yes. Now, the funny thing is, if you're old school like I am, in the old days, the back wheels dr- uh, drove the car. Rear-wheel drive. Right. Yeah. If, if you kicked in the transfer case, then that, that engaged the front, the front wheel. wheels. Yeah. Well, backwards now. It's oh, front-wheel yeah. drive. Yeah. And when you push the button, yeah. the back wheels kick in. Yeah. So Kind of interesting. So it's all-wheel drive or four-wheel? It's four-wheel. Okay. So yeah. I can keep it in. I can do two-wheel two drive. Right. And there's a there's a physical button for it. Yeah. Now- they, they've changed the all-wheel drive to all-wheel control is what oh, they call it. Is that it. a marketing thing? Absolutely. Now, I, haven't <laughs> driven, Absolutely. I haven't driven a four-wheel drive in a long time. So do you need to go out and lock the... the nope. No, man. <laughs> no, that's old school. Yeah. That's like, like, like it's an old K5 Blazer. You yeah. can turn the button on, but if you didn't lock the wheels, you're screwed. Wait, yes, yes. Wait, honey. We need to unlock it. Okay. Yeah, I, live, I live in the desert. I don't go out and uh, do no, it's off-roading. A good, it's a good know. point. Everything yeah. now is solenoids sure. and actuators. And on and the fly. <laughs> oh, I love drive, that. When you're driving down the road. Because in the old days, you know it as well as I do, you never locked the hubs until you were stuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You had to get out That's of the true. mud. Yeah. That's true. Or in the snow in North Dakota. Wally, let's back up. You talked about this direct injection. We're seeing a lot of that. Um, you said this was a 2.2 or 2.4 motor? 2.4. Uh, All right. Tell us about the MPG. Okay, MPG on this is actually pretty good. They claim 23 MPG in the city, 28 on the highway. Yeah. I actually got with real world driving combined, I got 27.2. Wow. Um, so that and that's unusual. Well, I, that's what I love about. We got to come up with a better. It's Wally Cahill's review. Right. But we got to come cuz you, I mean, this man takes it. He buys the microwave and he cooks a lot of stuff in okay, that I microwave. He takes it. Well, he takes the. He, you don't just do a day. Oh, absolutely not. It, There's it, some of these YouTube people that used to. We got a new car review, and the guy yeah. was the guy was a roofer, and now all of a sudden he's a new car review. I'll write a goofy theme song. All right. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> this is the theme to Wally Cahill. He drives the car oh, and right. he takes it home and right. he eats McDonald's so, in it. 
Mitsubishi Outlander, um, you had a fancy color on this thing here. Yes, rally red. Ooh. <laughs> Why is it the small cars try to get all like sporty fast? Hey, man, Rally you red. got to because that's about all they got going on. The 2.4 yeah. liter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to yeah. be as red yeah. as you yeah. can get. It, it looks good. Now, the funny thing is. Yeah, we were talking about crumple zones and why you, you know, yeah, why, why you why yeah. you survive an accident and everything. The front fenders on this thing, if you leaned against it, would go in three or four inches. Oh, they were plastic. The hood, All right, well, the hood we, was metal. The okay. fenders were plastic. It's still safe. You're just saying it, uh, this particular vehicle. Unlike maybe a Chevy truck that we're reviewing, right? Don't be hanging out on the fenders. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't be hanging out. Now it did get four stars. You know, you know, safe crash safety. safety. Good, yeah, good. yeah. For safety. Right, well, we talked about. I yeah. mean, that's a good thing. I mean, I'm I. You know, if my daughter starting a family, I I'm gonna still look. I know you said last week crash ratings. Eh, maybe, maybe. But I'm still looking at it. I mean, it's so the, this is it's a good point of reference. It really is. Okay. Now, now if if. My daughter was going to buy this car. I would tell her probably not to. Uh, why? Why I, would you? Why? I've seen her drive. Oh, snap. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh no. no the going to go way up. Right, right. It's not, it's not the car for her. All right. But, you know, four stars on the frontal crash, five stars on the side. So what that tells me is side airbags, side curtains. From a, from a safety standpoint, it's actually pretty good for a small car. I just don't think it would fit her driving style. Okay. Crash test dummies were having a good day with that one. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. But, hey, when it comes down to it, now we're talking, you know, price on this. MSRP, $25,895 as tested. The Super Throw Me Down model. Twenty nine thousand one hundred and ten dollars, and you went shopping like you always do. Where can we find this one? Okay, best place that you can find this is Mark Mitsubishi. Mark Mitsubishi. Mark, Mark Mitsubishi. That's right, and they're located <laughs> on. All the right, Dow. and so you guys know we're not getting paid for this. No, no, Wally, no, no, no. We when we do the new car review, I'm telling you, it is fresh meat. We've tested and Wally tasted. Wally goes this. out to find the best price. We, he goes out and finds it. So catch Wally Cahill. Uh, every Sunday on AZ Family in the morning. He also has the new car review there. That was pretty good. I, yeah. I think Mitsubishi, I uh, like the color maybe. That, yeah, yeah. Well, well, like the color, like everything except for those front fenders. Yeah, don't mess with the fenders, people. If you dent them, just put some silly putty on them. Get, a, get a plunger. Where's that plumber? We can pull out some dents with a plunger. There you go. You guys, stay tuned. We got some more uh, tax refund tips, and we got uh, Greg Buckley hopefully chiming in. Uh, the hand from Delaware. Car talk, car culture, car tips, Car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Yes, Wrench Nation here on Valentine's Day and on the phone from our Blue Hen of Delaware, Mr. Greg Buckley. Hello, Buckley. Hey, guys. What's going on on Valentine's Day? Welcome back. Hi, man. No problem. Good to be here. You got anything planned for Valentine's Day with the missus? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm rolling up right now with a big set of flowers and some Chinese food. Oh, very You know, nice. that's classic. That's <laughs> safe. I love that. You know, you guys out there get all nervous and you don't know what to do, but I'm saying just get some, like, ramen and flowers, just man. Just be thoughtful. That's yeah. yeah. Whatever happens to yeah, that. Just like, thoughtful. We don't be... Yeah. It's like, let's relax and enjoy a meal. We, we got to get back to basics. It's right. like That's it's it, like motorsports. Everybody, That's they don't it. talk about what happens in the rear end of a vehicle to make it go. They all want horsepower right up front. But, hey, we're, we welcome you, uh, Mr. Buckley. You rock. Uh, you guys may be tuning in the, for the first time, maybe 
on the podcast, first time listening. If you're in the Wilmington, Delaware area, you got to check out Buckley's Auto Care. Greg Buckley's been out there, family-run business for generations. And on this show, we, we kind of tapped in to that why you wouldn't spend your tax refund. We talked about the importance of the inspection. I want to know every nook and cranny. Mr. Buckley, this is what you're talking about. If I came oh, into yeah. your place uh, and I go back to that rack and pinion, Back in November, you said, hey, yeah, need a rack and pinion. And I come in with my tax money. You're going to inspect that again, aren't you? Absolutely. And what are you going to be looking for? Well, we're going to be looking for any, more, any further deterioration of any other components beyond the rack. Maybe, maybe the pump now is stressed because you've leaked fluid out. Uh, maybe the tires are a little bit more worn because of the alignment being out. Maybe the tie rod was bad. You know, there's all kinds of variables. You want to, you know, you kind of like, uh, what is it? Um, well, full bodies can. Cut once. Huh? Yeah, you want to do a full <laughs> body case. You want to go over the whole car all over again. Um, yeah. And it's really, really important uh, that every time a vehicle is in the shop, a, a digital inspection is well worth the time and the effort. And it should be part of every maintenance procedure. I got a question for you. Yeah, the digital inspection for sure. Uh, you know, most folks are at work. Uh, you know, the good garages are going to say, hey, definitely, hey, we don't have an insurance sign, right? You see those garages where you can't come in on a shop. It's top secret. Mm-hmm. That's BS. You can be escorted, or more practically, you can have a digital inspection, photos, videos of your car sent to your phone. Now, I have a question. I got a lot of, a lot of Toyota Prius folks or just my hybrid people's listening. What about the hybrid battery, man? If, I, you know, if, if I'm going to come in, tax refund money... I got 130K on a hybrid vehicle mm-hmm. and it's steering gear. I go back again at 13, at eight to $1,300 repair. How will I know about like my hybrid bet? What if it goes out three months later and that's five, six grand? What do I do? How do I know? Well, I mean, you can look for the, you, you can take visual inspections. You can take tests of that. You can look at your monitor and, you know, decide what condition that battery is in. And, you know, are you, the questions are, are you experiencing any, reduction in fuel mileage i mean right with the hybrids definitely that's that's yeah and then i think a shelf life i think there's averages Mm -hmm. out there we can you know if you're driving and you know don't quote me on the exact mileage but the toyota prius i think uh what do we call that the death ray the little triangle with the x you know the death yeah um, 150, 160,000 miles. Is that fair to say on those well, hybrid batteries? Know, maybe out in maybe out in your environment with the heat, uh, the way that is, that's where they fail. But you know, I've got uh, three or four clients that are now rocking close to 300,000 miles, and they're on the original battery. On the original battery, yeah. Oh snap! Those engineers yeah. didn't come out and to the desert of 120 and I'm test it. You, in fact, I got one coming <laughs> in right before I left the shop tonight. We we have an exhaust replacement coming in. On a Prius with 265,000 miles on it, that battery is original, and this car is in great A shape. Well, that's always a win. I think the point is that we want to make sure that we're advising folks. And you yeah. guys going into the garage or dealer, um, gosh, I wish everything was just sort of done up on a silver platter in every place that you may venture into. But the fact is, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to firm up your shoulders, stand firm, and look, take notes. You know, get your phone out if you got quirky noises. The point of this show is if you're not giving all the symptoms, that tax refund money spent on some older repairs you're catching up on could be a problem. Talk to us about 
the dreaded head gasket. Now, mm. you know, the overheat situation. So let me paint a picture. Yeah. Again, I go back to the steering gear. Um, in our climate, you know, we're going to start seeing some triple-digit weather. Uh, we hope sure. not for a while. but um, <laughs> yeah. and, and then so it goes from the steering gear. That's that eight to $1,200. I got my tax money. But, oh, by the way, Frank, Greg, um, my engine started overheating. I think it's just the thermostat. What are you mm-hmm. going to do to protect me if you are going to analyze a potential head gasket issue as a good technician? Uh, what we're going to do to protect you? Well, I want to, I'm telling you it's a thermostat, but you're going to kick it up notches oh, and not take my word for it. What kind of testing would you do to well, we deem that to it's a head gasket? Yeah, we'd want to do a compression test or possibly a leak down, or you want to do a uh, hydrocarbon test where we're looking at you know, any kind of um, chemical reaction through the cooling system. Yeah, you're uh, talking about any car, the hydrocarbons in the cooling system through a block correct. test. Yeah, correct. We're a block test, you know, and then uh, then we also if there's something more severe, we look, are you burning any oil? What's your oil consumption like? You know, have you have you been seeing any white smoke out of the tailpipe? You know, that's that's abnormal. Do you have an extended crank in the morning? You have an extended crank in the morning, right? All of these issues come down to you know you analyzing the engine and, and making good decisions on. Is that money uh, a valid situation? Uh, and you made a good point. You know, a, a the best used car is the one that you own. And Wally said that. And it's true. Wally's you know? been around. He's here yeah, for a he reason. He's great. Great advice. <laughs> love listening to him. You know, but it's, it's true. You know, you got to sit down and you got to put numbers to everything. Is it your tax check or is it even your paychecks? You know, good money shouldn't go after bad vehicles all right here's a question here's a question i gotta get to it we got a little bit of time i'm trying to get our listeners the maximum um Mm -hmm. can we ask the question is there a we got about a minute is there a particular line of vehicle that would be absolutely no fighting chance drive it if it's a large repair bill it will eat your lunch thereafter is there a particular platform and, yeah, we're going to mention names. I welcome hate mail from these manufacturers. I'm okay. But somebody may be driving a particular vehicle right now. As mechanics, again, we're careful. But as mechanics, we know we're going to have that conversation. Hey, based upon our pattern failure experience with that vehicle, maybe not wise to put money. I'll give you a hint. You go. Go ahead. You go. Do you, do you have another vehicle? I you go. Do you have another vehicle? What's, what's on your mind about... Hey guys, I would have to say that I would have to say that in my area, the older style Chevy Trailblazers with that funky five cylinder, I think it was. Oh yeah, was what were they thinking? They would throw back to the Ford Mustang inline six. Yeah, what's all right? It's kind of a mess. There's a lot of variables to that. Yeah, just yeah. Really, really well, I know it's a tough question. Hey, brother, we appreciate you. If you're out in Wilmington, right, Delaware, yeah. check out Mr. Greg Buckley. Hey, happy Valentine's Day to yeah, you bro. and the familia, buddy. All righty. All right, guys. Thank Be you, great. Buckley. See you next week. See ya. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. All right. You know, I wish they had the stupid motorist law for this, but I'll tell you what. Some weird news is happening in the state of Washington. A Chevy Camaro driver with the vanity plate, his license plate said dirtbag. That was his license plate. Dirtbag. Dirtbag. He was arrested in Washington. You know why he was arrested? Well, yeah, he was being a dirtbag. He punched an officer and pulled a handgun. Uh-oh. Listen, man, if you got a dirtbag named license plate, 
Uh, yeah, you can go figure you're going to be doing some dirty That's back stuff. That's Kramer when he had Ass Man on Seinfeld. I know. Leave, <laughs> leave all police officers alone, man, you maniacs. And, man, if you got a dirtbag plate, that is just not the way to go. So there you have it. That's your weird automotive news. Thank you for joining us for Ranch Nation. We do it every Wednesday from 3 to 5 right here on 88.7 The Pulse. Of course, the podcast uploads on Sundays. We hope you will watch that or listen to that as well. Can't see us yet. Someday you will see us. But right now you can't see us. Yeah, get on the Wrench Nation Facebook, people. We are a family. I actually put up a a live video or perhaps a taped video of this show topic. I'll do that from the garage and I'll upload that. The other thing is uh, get on iTunes, people. Uh, If you missed a portion of this show, subscribe to our Wrench Nation. Do me a favor. Give me your real and raw review of this. If, if you think it sucks, I want to hear that. If you like it, man, tell us that too. And if you got a show topic, bring that idea. Hey, stay tuned. Next week, we got the NHRA edition. What is making these wonderful rides run down the track? What is it, Wally? 300? How much now? Uh, well, up over 331 miles an hour in sub four second runs it's crazy wow right we're going to dive into the science and technology happening on the nhara track as well as the education is there some education needed to get to uh absolutely we're going to talk to a couple of the top drivers you're going to be surprised at what they have for an education we got an nhra edition tune in next week and as i say every week people be safe hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic